We are in the midst of another workforce trend, another shift. But the reality is workforce trends continuously are occurring and they invite us with each occurrence to reimagine how you work in all its dimensions. Yet there's one thing that never changes. That is the need to sell. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the intersections of the psychology and emotions of money while respecting the math of it. Because, you know, these are the elements that impact your results, your feelings, and your experiences. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. I know I've said this on at least two other episodes already. It's summertime. Not that you need me to remind you, but that is my pin to remind you that we've put a pause on hosting events until September. So in a couple of weeks, I will start to tell you about what that first event in September will be. In the meantime, let me tell you that I do indeed have a few available coaching slots. So if you appreciate the insight working with the coach brings, if you're looking for a thought partner, a pacing partner, as you think through and come up with a game plan for that problem you haven't been able to solve on your own, that question you haven't been able to answer on your own, that frustration you haven't been able to address on your own, or maybe even simply that desire that you haven't been able to fulfill on your own, and you are an implementer, let's talk. Let's talk and see if I indeed can help you in any specific way. What you can do is go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash SPNB, answer a few questions, schedule a date and time that works for you, and we will take it from there. Again, the link is jacquettetimmons.com forward slash SPNB. If you want to go further, faster than you would on your own, I do indeed invite you to schedule a time for us to chat. Okay, now on to today's show. I don't know about you, but at least once or twice, if not three times a day in my inbox, I'm getting emails about the great resignation. And not only is it showing up in my inbox, it's showing up in the social media threads that I follow. It's showing up when I go to certain news channels, uh, you know, on my phone in terms of uh, websites. It's showing up on the news that I actually see on my local news program. Net, net, it's really kind of hard not to hear about the quote unquote great resignation. And depending upon the survey that you reference, it's projected that 25 to 40 percent of employees are thinking of quitting their jobs rather than returning back to normal. Are you included in these survey stats? Has the pandemic inspired you to rethink how you work? Have you or are you still contemplating what back to normal means and if that's something to which you want to return? 
Workforce trends are continuously shifting. This is not new, but I am particularly fascinated by what's afoot currently. Now, unlike the stat that I just quoted, I don't have any scientific evidence to back up what I'm about to say. But it feels like this particular shift that we are in the midst of is one that is being driven less by technology or upper management and more by the personal needs and preferences of the non-C-suite employees. And sure, not everyone is resisting the call to return to the office. Some people are actually itching to get back. But for a host of reasons, some people would rather opt out and pursue something different and or something elsewhere than to go back to normal. It is on behalf of these folks that I've been thinking how this is such a perfect time culturally to reimagine how we work in all its dimensions, including when and where. This is also a great opportunity to, in, to reframe what engagement looks like and expand the list of factors that influence project assignments, promotions, and compensation considerations. You need to do this if you're listening and you are the employer <laughs> and you are considering your, you know, your team members. And if you're listening and you work as an employee, you need to consider these as well. But here's what you don't really need to reconsider. In the midst of the great resignation and what I've dubbed the great work reset, there is something that hasn't changed, the need to sell. So with today's episode, we are revisiting the topic of selling and this is something that I've talked about on the blog some time ago, but we are revisiting the topic of selling through the lens of the message behind the idea that you're pitching, the product or service that you are selling, or the position that you are targeting, whether it's a position inside a company or even a position on a board. But let's first start with the process because we wanna prioritize the process before the skills. Are you one of those people who enjoys and embraces the sales process? Or do you despise and find it uncomfortable because it conjures up images of the sleazy used car salesman? Today, I am very, very happy to boast that I am in the former camp. But that wasn't always the case which at the risk of stating the obvious, isn't really good when you own a business. It took me more years than I care to admit to understand that your ability to sell has everything to do with your relationship to selling. And so yes, there I go again, drawing a parallel and, and showing how we indeed have a relationship with darn near everything in our life but here's the thing, if you have a funky relationship with selling, you're going to have a harder time than perhaps is necessary getting people to buy into your message, whether that message is getting people to embrace your idea, 
getting people to buy your product or service, getting people to view you as the best candidate for that open position or board seat, or getting people to accept your pitch for a new project, or if you're raising capital, a new round of investment dollars. So let's, in terms of process, let's first focus on what's getting in the way. And let's talk about certain beliefs and behaviors that can indeed get in your way of selling your message successfully. First, maybe you feel like selling is manipulative. A lot of people have a negative connotation about selling because of an annoying, inauthentic, and aggressive experience they've had being on the other end of a sale. And this is, you know, the reputation sleazy used car salesmen tend to have. And of course, you don't want to be seen in this light. So if the act of selling feels manipulative to you, you run the risk of letting your fear of being perceived this way overshadow your excitement and the value of what it is that you are selling. Or maybe it's the case that you feel that selling is intrusive. And sure, there are those very rare occasions when someone buys what you're selling, aka your message, immediately. But more often than not, it takes time. And in the intervening days, weeks, and maybe even months or years, they are filled with repeated emails and phone calls. But if selling feels intrusive to you, you likely equate the tasks of following up. So those calls and those emails, you equate them with being a, you know, a pesky pain in the butt to do, and you feel like you're being a pain in the butt to the other person or persons. Thus, you don't do it. Thus, you run the risk of never closing the sale. Or maybe... When it comes to selling, it really taps into and amplifies your risk of uh, and fear, I should say, of rejection. So despite being told numerous times not to take someone's no personally, let's face it, it's hard not to. After all, it's a part of human nature to want to feel accepted. And let's also face the fact that what you're selling is personal. It is a part of what it is that you want to be known for. It's why you want someone to buy what it is that you are offering and putting on the table. Again, whether it's an idea, a product, a service, or you are, you know, vying for a position um, or looking for investment dollars. It could be any number of things, but it's personal to you. So getting your message out in the world means exposing yourself. It means exposing perhaps your beliefs, your perspective, your values. And that means opening yourself to being judged and evaluated. So if selling amplifies your fear of rejection, you may shut down because you don't want to feel the sting of failure in this way. But when you do that, you run the risk of your message in whatever form it takes, not really having the impact that it could. So here's a second dimension when it comes to prioritizing process over 
skills. And that is you need to sharpen your skills. So reimagining how you work, <laughs> this really is not a task for the faint of heart. Because doing so places you firmly in the middle, if you can think of a bridge, firmly in the middle of a bridge as you travel from what it is that you know to what it is that you are creating anew. And it is a journey that will will require you to sell your message well. And that may mean that you need to sharpen a few skills, like the following. Your mindset. You need to focus on your mindset in this way. Are you trying to convince or invite someone to do something? You may consider this semantics, but I know when I shifted from thinking, I'm trying to convince someone to buy from me, to I have something awesome to offer and it will help them. Selling became easier and a lot more fun. And it definitely took pressure off of me and as well off the person that I was selling to. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you need to know what comes after no or no, not now. Now, this is not to suggest that you have a defeatist attitude. And rather, it's to suggest that you have a plan. For what are you going to do if your buyer doesn't buy into your message immediately? If that happens, what, if anything, will you adjust and why? What, if anything, will you do? That is an important detail to know. Another detail to know when it comes to this skill is creating a flexible strategy and plan. Yes, use a framework. I have a framework, not only for my discovery calls in terms of the questions that I ask during that process, I've got a framework for how I even walk people through our coaching engagement. And it's not to be, you know, so dogmatic and robotic that we don't make room for being flexible, but it is a guide. And so when it comes to selling, the reason you want to use a framework is that it helps you to be anchored and to stay anchored as you work to sell the message behind the idea that you're pitching, the product or service that you're selling, or the position that you are targeting. But like I said, it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. And in fact, you don't want to make the mistake of following a cookie cutter approach. You want to have a framework that you can easily change if you need to. And so the skill that you really need to cultivate in addition to having a flexible strategy and plan is the discernment to know how and when you need to tailor your message and or your approach to meet the buyer where they are so that you can move them to the action that you want them to take. And then finally, This is the skill that you really need to make sure you remember. You need to ask for what you want. And if this seems so obvious, I'm going to ask you this question. Uh, Not even ask you this question. I want to invite you instead to take a walk down memory lane and recount the number of times you didn't ask for the sale. 
Sure, you insinuated and you just presumed that the person knew exactly what you wanted them to do next. But if you didn't directly ask your buyer to take the next step, whatever that next step may be, you didn't ask for what you want. So that is how you prioritize your process over the skills, but then that is also how you refine the skills that you need to refine. But I'm not done yet. Because here's the thing, even if the great resignation doesn't affect you directly, it'll likely do so peripherally. And that makes this the perfect time to quote Daniel Pink, the author of To Sell is Human. This is what he says. We're in the business of moving others. And gosh, isn't this true as you think about the current workforce trends and the questions they prompt about how you are working and whether that is aligned with how you really want to work? Because if there is a disconnect, getting to a place of synchronicity, that is going to require moving others via how you sell in general and how you sell your message specifically. Somebody's got to (laughs) move. Well, that is it for today's episode. As always, I thank you so much for tuning in and listening all the way until the end. And I'm curious, I really would like to know how you are experiencing this current trend in terms of the great resignation, whether it's something that's impacting you directly or peripherally. And again, if you'd like to explore working together in a coaching capacity, you can go to jaquettetimmons.com forward slash S-P-N-B, which stands for successful, profitable, and not broke. Not broke financially, energetically, or creatively. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast, this episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette, buymeacoffee.com forward slash jaquette. Again, tremendous thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Until next time, remember, it's about more than money.